You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. After during the preaching, and I think some of you are going to get rested, and I'm thinking, Brother David, pray that they don't take a rest during the preaching. Uh, but no, I do pray that each of us will be helped. And I am not planning on preaching a long message. It has been a busy, it has been a busy week, and I am so thankful for all the energy and effort, and just uh, just the uh, the spirit that our church has. So thankful for it, and being able to just the music today, you know, just praising the Lord uh, with all of the the music and. Uh, just God has been so good to us, and we don't want to take that for granted. Here we look at uh, this passage of Scripture, uh, Matt, or Luke chapter number 10, and I want to draw your attention here to verse number 20. He said, Notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You know, there's a lot of things to rejoice in. But the greatest thing that you can rejoice in is that your name is written in heaven. And as a child of God, if you are saved as God's child, you have a lot, of re- lot to rejoice about. We come to Resurrection Sunday and we're praising the Lord for all that He is do- doing. But to be honest, He said that we are to rejoice without ceasing. We are to pray without ceasing And we are to rejoice evermore. And so here I want to, tonight I just want to give you three things on why we should rejoice. So tonight, just rejoice is the title of the message. First of all, I want you to see here uh, in this passage of Scripture, there's three things that we can rejoice about. The first thing that we can rejoice about is that uh, of service. We can serve the Savior. That's something to rejoice about. There are people that would love to do what we get to do. You say, well, Pastor, I am tired, and I know you are. I know you are. There has been a lot of work that has gone into uh, this week, and, and really, it is every week. We have a busy church. There's a lot going on, uh, but uh, there are a lot of people that love to be able to do what we get to do week in and week out. We get to serve the Lord. And you know, that is something that is worth rejoicing in. Uh, We look at here, go back to verse number 1 of of Luke 10. Uh, Look at verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves, carry neither purse nor scrip nor shoes nor uh, and salute no man by the way. And in whatsoever house ye enter, first say, peace be to this house. And then you skip down to verse number 17. And it says, and the 70 returned again with joy saying lord even the devils are subject unto us through thy name and he said unto them i beheld satan as lightning fall from heaven behold i give you uh, unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means 
hurts you. What do we find here? We find these individuals that are getting to serve the Lord. First of all, we see that they are called. Uh, in verse number 1 of chapter 10, uh, he appointed other 70 also. And so these individuals, uh, they were able to serve. Uh, that is a wonderful thing to be able to do. Uh, they were called uh, to serve. Uh, verse 2 and 3 of Luke 10, they were commissioned. He said, therefore said he unto them, the harvest truly is great but the labors are few. So he is commissioning them uh, to share the good news of the gospel. So they're called and they're commissioned. Uh, but he, he not only called and commissioned, he counted them among his servants. You know what? You and I, it is a great honor to be counted as a servant of the Lord. To be able to serve the Lord. He looked at these. Now these were not just the twelve. Uh, these aren't just the apostles. These are 70 other also. Uh, what is that saying? There's room for more. He said, pray therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Uh, there is room for all of us to have a place of service for the Savior. It's not for the elite. It is not for a select group of a few. Everyone can serve the Lord. And you know what? That is something to rejoice about. We can rejoice uh, to be able to uh, serve the Lord. Uh, so we can rejoice in our service. Secondly, I want you to see that we should rejoice in our salvation. Our salvation. Uh, verse 20, notwithstanding, in this rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And that is what we should be rejoicing about, because our names are written in heaven. Can you imagine here, these, these, uh, uh, these disciples come back, they had gone out, they are, uh, they are uh, sharing the good news of the gospel, uh, God has given them uh, special uh, powers and protection. Protection. Uh, they are able to tread on serpents. They are, they are able to cast out demons. And they come back and the Lord said, listen, that may be a wonderful thing, but don't rejoice because serpents, uh, uh, that the spirits are subject unto you. He said, rejoice because your name's written in heaven. You know what? What does it take for us to have a heart full of gratitude and rejoicing? It doesn't have to be a big day, though I enjoy the big days. I enjoy... Uh, seeing things happen. I enjoy hearing about somebody getting saved. I enjoy uh, just the opportunity to serve the Lord and try to impact a community and a world. Uh, and that is a wonderful thing. But to be honest, we should be rejoicing all the time because our names haven't been scribbled out. They haven't been erased. They haven't been scratched or blotted out. Our names are written down in heaven. And if you're a child of God, that should cause us to rejoice. Uh, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven, and that is enough to cause us to, to bring glory and honor to God, just to praise Him. Uh, I think about several verses here, Philippians 4, 3, and I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life, uh, just believers that were serving, co-laboring together, Revelation 3. 
3, 5. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. Revelation 20, 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. Uh, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And so having uh, our name written down in the lake of fire, that was Revelation 20, 15, uh, Revelation 21, 27. And there shall no in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whosoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And so going back to Luke chapter 10 and verse 20, uh, rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And as a child of God, we should just rejoice. Just rejoice. So we can rejoice in our service. We can rejoice in our salvation. But lastly, we can rejoice in the sovereignty of God. Rejoice in the sovereignty of God. Go back to Luke chapter 10. Look with me at verse 21. In verse 21 through 24, the Bible says, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for, it so, for so it seemed good in thy sight, all things are delivered to me of my Father. And no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father, and who the Father is but the Son, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that ye see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Our God, our sovereign God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, uh, there, there is a plan that He has. When we think about the sovereignty of God and the plan of God, uh, someone has said this in God, about God's sovereignty. It says the fact that God is free and able to do all that He wills, that He reigns over all creation, and that His will is the final cause of all things. And this is expressed uh, in the language more of kingship. Uh, it's the sovereignty of God. And we serve a sovereign God. He is, he is not subject to anybody. His plan is above every plan. His purpose is above every purpose. His will is going to be fulfilled. And you and I get to be a part of that. If you think about these disciples... They got to see things that the prophets foretold, but they got to witness it with their eyes. You and I, we are blessed. The Lord said that they, these disciples were blessed because they got to see it. But we, we are believing, and we believe without seeing, and the Lord placed a special blessing on us because we believe without seeing. 
And so the sovereignty of God, God is a sovereign God. Daniel 4, 17, this matter is by the decree of the watchers and the demand by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdoms of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men. You see, God is a sovereign God. God is free to do all he wills. Uh, Psalm 135, verse 6, Whatsoever the Lord pleased, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all the deep places. Psalm 115, 3, But our God is in the heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Romans 9, 19 to 21, Thou wilt say then unto me, Why doth he yet find fault? For uh, who hath resisted his will? Nay, but, O man, who art thou that repliest against God? Shall the thing formed say to him that formed it, Why hast thou made me thus? Hath not the potter power over the clay of the same lump to make one vessel unto honor and another to dishonor? You see, God is a sovereign God. He is free to do all he wills. God is free to do whatsoever he would. Whatever he wills. Luke 137, for with God nothing shall be impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. Uh, Job 42, 2, uh, we see how God is not only uh, able to do uh, all he wills, and he is able to do whatever he wills. God is able uh, to do uh, whenever. He is free to do whenever he wills, and he is able to do whatever he wills. 42, Job 42, 2, I know that thou canst do everything. Just stop and think about that. Our God can do everything. Everything. And he said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God. Uh, no, let's see, I'm sorry. Uh, he said, God can do any, everything, and thou, that no thought can be withholden from him. Matthew 19, 26. But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh within us. Uh, God is a sovereign God. You know, we get to rejoice. We can rejoice that we get to serve him. We get to rejoice that we are saved. And we get to rejoice in his sovereignty. You know, in the sovereignty of God, it brings peace. Because he knows what's coming tomorrow. And if we can and we can trust him today with our tomorrows because we know he is sovereign. It doesn't mean that we embrace everything that's going to be in our tomorrow. But what we do know is by having a sovereign God, we have the ability to have that hope, the ability to have that confidence, because God knows what's going to take place. And He has a plan. He has a plan. We are not a little steel BB inside of a game 
pinball. That bearing gets knocked all over the place. And sometimes we feel like that's us. But it's not. There's a sovereign God who knows exactly what's going on in our life. And because of his sovereignty and knowing that he loves us, knowing that he has a plan, if he has a plan for all creation, he can handle your life. He can handle my life. He knows what to do when we don't know what to do. So in this, what? Let's rejoice. Rejoice. We have the ability to serve. We have the great honor of being saved. And we have a sovereign God who loves us and cares about us. It's enough to rejoice about. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Lord, we, we are just overwhelmed with your goodness. And Lord, to be able to enjoy all that's taken place in uh, this last week and seeing how you have uh, just worked in mighty ways. And we, we praise you for that. We praise you for yourself, for being such an amazing God who is able uh, to take on yourself the sin of the entire world and pay that that price of redemption so we could be saved. But then, Lord, even after we're saved, you have a plan for us. And, Lord, we thank you for that. I pray that you would help us, Lord, just to rejoice that our names are written in heaven, rejoicing because we have you as our God. And I pray that you would help us to just be faithful uh, to you, help us to honor you, and just rejoice and enjoy the journey that you have placed us in. And so help us tonight meet the needs of your people. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc, the number four, me.org. May God bless you.